back to the Let's Call It Nothing podcast, where we talk about all things fangirl. Uh, this episode, we are continuing our book talk book club on Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. Turn your phone off! <laughs> I'm sorry! We are continuing our read-through of Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer, which is Twilight from Edward's perspective, and it was published last year in 2020. The last episode, we talked about Chapter 1. Which first Sight. First Sight, which just introduced Edward's point of view, his family, Bella, and how much he wants to eat her, and all those fun things. And we kind of left it off with Edward running, around, running away because he's scared he's going to eat her mm-hmm. so chapter two open book let's also point out that this isn't that long since we uh did the first recording it's probably been like what 30 minutes and reba read both chapters just sitting here while i was doing my little bullets and she may or may not have beat me while i was doing some of that from memory <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile i was uh doing other things including reading through some of twilight to kind of get bella's perspective watching bridgerton the musical tiktoks and also reading my own vampire stories from 10 years ago so <laughs> caitlin may or may not have the add <laughs> all right <laughs> maybe so Open book, chapter two. Remember, these are bullet points. <laughs> All right. Edward went to Alaska. Tanya yes. wants him. Mm-hmm. He is still thinking of Bella. He goes back and the siblings try to bodyguard him. He discovers Bella didn't say anything about him. Vampire snowball fight while trying to look human. Mike lusting after Bella, annoying Edward again. Edward try to figure out if Bella is sick. Trying to figure out. Because he's, you know, real concerned, even though he still wants to eat her. Edward and Bella have a staring contest. <laughs> they talk in class, finally. Edward is having difficult difficulty navigating conversations without mind reading. They do a science experiment. And side note, we did this in class, and it is not as difficult as they make it out in the book. He's smelling Bella again, not liking Mike again. <laughs> She questions him about his eyes, and Edward's drama queens it up. They bond as Bella talks about herself. He decides she's selfless. He finds her fascinating. She flips her hair, and he gets hangry again. (laughs) 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 Emmett suggests just killing her. He runs to his car to listen to Linkin Park. (laughs) Here's Mike's thoughts on the way, but gets annoyed and stops. A few times he sneaks back to listen to Bella, even though he tries not to because he's supposed to be a good boy. He wants to be seen by her and is confused by this. Watches Bella and she leaves school. Yes. (laughs) That's what we got going on. So I kind of want to touch on a few of those things uh, for chapter two. First off, we get to see a little bit of the Denali. Denali? Mm -hmm. Denali coven. Mainly Tanya, who is, you know, a hot bitch. Mm-hmm. Or she thinks she is. Edward, yeah. not so much. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tanya has the hots for Edward. I yeah. don't know how old Tanya is, but it doesn't really matter because they're both vampires. They're mm-hmm. consenting adults. However, Edward does not consent to any of this. No. <laughs> Edward <laughs> does not consent to her thoughts about him. Edward Major has major, major virgin vibes. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, he is. Yeah. And... I did an epiphany while we were off the record that I'm dating a Edward right now. And oh, jeez. <laughs> and I feel like Tanya sometimes. So. 
I just, I would, once again, I would love to see, like, the Denali Coven, and I feel like they have such a history. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if any of them are super likable to a wide, a wide audience, but, um, wide audience, not white audience, wide audience. <laughs> 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 to be confused. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of interest with them and their backstory dealing with the child newborns and all that and sort of how they have coped with their family drama. Mm -hmm. And also that they've slowly gained a conscience over time because they were Mm -hmm. f***ing these guys. And (laughs) we'll see that brings up like what we talked about last time of the whole, well, Edward doesn't do like have sex or like yeah any of that stuff freely, mm-hmm. but they're the coven who kind of does yeah yeah so that would kind of for them <laughs> kind of be that perspective if there was anything ever covered yes, for yeah. them. I think it'd be a fun time. And I mean, I just I still want to point out that Edward is a teenager at heart. I mean, he's seventeen, but I I just I'm sorry. It mind it's oh, mind blowing to me. <laughs> How long have you been? 17. A lot. Too long to still be a virgin, if you ask me. But what do Goodness I know? Goodness gracious. I'm sorry. What do I know? Um. So he decides he doesn't want to deal with Tanya anymore. And it's like, hey, I guess I got to go back home. Yeah. He's he like, wants to be. He wants to be back with his family. He wants to try facing his fears, all that fun stuff. He doesn't like being a coward, and I think that goes yeah. into him also being. Uh, he wanted to join the military and fight in World War One. He's a very prideful character. Yes, very much so. He's also a very curious character. Yes. I believe Edward Cullen is no Hufflepuff. I believe he might be. Gryffindor? <laughs> Personally. Lots of pride in there. Mm. Not so sure about the bravery. Well, he did go back. So maybe he is brave. Yeah. Anyway, so you mentioned, and I caught on to this in the cafeteria when they all go back to school and his siblings are playing bodyguards. And Bella walks in, and I just looked through that part a little bit in Twilight, and I didn't really gauge this, but the whole thing where he was very concerned for her and thought she looked sick. Mm -hmm. What was that? It's because she says she didn't want to eat. And she okay? (laughs) Yeah, like um, me in high school. (laughs) Yeah. But Uh, I think it was she didn't want to eat, and Jessica was like, I guess she's sick or something, you know. And he was just okay. So she's overly yeah. anxious, so she can't eat. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Edward's back and exactly staring at oh, her right. again. She knows she doesn't want to toot when she's back <laughs> in the house. She, she's like, "I let one slip last time, and he left for a week and a half." <laughs> you, you don't have to eat what would happen, for that to happen. What would happen if Caitlin was back? <laughs> constipated the whole time. That's not why he made that face. <laughs> smell a really bad part. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, I, I couldn't imagine. She's like, that cafeteria food and forks tore, <laughs> tore my stomach up, man. Ridiculous. Like, Humans and their bowel movements. <laughs> why are they like this? She keeps belching. Why does she smell so delicious and disgusting? Here's a conversation I know we had last time we recorded the first episode um, back in December. 
but the thought of vampires smelling farts made me think of the thought of vampires smelling periods. Yeah. And I feel like that is a whole discussion that it, we need to have. Is now the time to have it? <laughs> Why not? Apparently. I've always questioned that. We're, we're never given any information on that. Um, we know so much about vampire sperm. And yet, we're lacking in the human period blood department. Mm-hmm. Is it counted? Does it? And I think that all vampire writers just don't want to talk about this subject mm-hmm. at all. It's just like, yeah, we're not going to discuss this because. And a lot of writers, like, you don't hear about periods in books. Yeah. It's just, at least the books I've come across, I haven't read a lot, but. I have about periods, but that was in Carrie, and it didn't end well. (laughs) Yeah. The only bloody part of Carrie I know, I don't think it involves a period. No, it starts. Like, that's what. Oh, no. Yeah. The book starts with Carrie having her period and not knowing what was going on yeah. because her mom's psycho. There's a reason I'm not interested. I feel like <laughs> I want to say that it's mentioned in the Discovery of Witches series, but I could be wrong, but I really think they do. I know I said this last time, but the only book I've read where it mentions periods was Throne of Glass and she like just hold herself up in the room and they brought her chocolate and she was all good. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, me. Mm. In a fantasy world, that's where I would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And, like, does he try to stay away during this time? Like, her time of the month? He, like, does gets she closer and she's like, no, it's wait a few days. Yeah. And he's like, I gotcha, I gotcha. Like, it, it just don't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. And, and how does it affect their thirst? Yeah. It may be different just because maybe she hasn't gotten her period yet, but God, I hope she has by the end She's of the series. Seventeen. I know, but she might be a really late bloomer. I mean, she gets pregnant and she knows that she's pregnant because she missed a period. Yeah, that's true. So she's had a period. Yeah, not some. It just imagine. Uh, it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like she's like, I she's know like, I missed my, my period. <laughs> I've never had before. <laughs> <laughs> I must be pregnant. <laughs> It's just crazy. Maybe she does the Diva Cup and it just... Did they have a Diva Cup in 2006? I'm sure they had the prototypes, at least. <laughs> and Bella got her <laughs> She had to. Charlie was like, uh... I don't know what to do. Here's some tampons, some pads, and all the organic stuff, thing. and this <laughs> silicone cup that you shove... Not sure where it goes. That you, yeah. <laughs> I won't go into detail. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I did note once again how Jessica is jealous of how much attention um, Mike gives Bella, specifically. I said Edward gives Bella. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Because both. he's staring at him, he's staring at her, and Jessica's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Girl, what you doing? What are you doing? What's going on? Uh, she also just wants the dirty deets. She wants the gossip. Oh, yeah. Of course. Also, I want to point out this, and we're a little bit past it, but I love the idea of the siblings playing bodyguard. Yes. Because (laughs) Edward, like, the way Edward describes it, it's not long, but you can tell, like, you can just imagine this scene where they're like, all right, it's time. Let's go in. Alice is like, it's safe. Secret agent. Yeah, and like Alice is like sneaking in, and and Emmett's just like, (laughs) no. Alice stops, closes her eyes, does a little (laughs) on her brain. She's like, 
I don't foresee anything happening. No, what is Rose? keep walking? Yeah, she was like, I'm 93% certain nothing will happen. <laughs> and what is Emmett and Rosalie doing at this time? Like, well, Emmett's still playing bodyguard, and Rosalie's like, huh. I'm sorry, I misspoke. What is Jasper, Jasper doing? Uh, he's, saying, he's sitting there being smug because he's not the one who's in trouble anymore. Oh, yeah. He's like, see, Edward's the one we got to keep an eye on now. Like, I haven't killed anyone in a few years. So, suck on that. <laughs> Jasper's just so smug in that moment because he's like, I'm not the weak one you are. But I think it says his whole, like, all the siblings are doing this. So, I want to know, like, <laughs> are they just doing this for shits and giggles? Like, is... I think Rosal- that's part of it. Rosalie's just like, yes, we're doing this <laughs> just because it's funny that you are the weak one right now. And Emmett, er, and Jasper's the same way, and Emmett's just enjoying the ride. No, I think it's, it might be like the scene that's like, what, right after this in the cafeteria that Alice helps make with Emmett where they're all laughing and stuff, mm-hmm. like to make them look more human. I think Alice has something to do with the whole bodyguard situation being more like, funny she came out with the blueprints yeah like, yes. hey guys like on the dining room table that they don't use like here's the plan for yeah. tomorrow and they're like okay so alice is me just coming up with bullshittery and yeah. just like let's I, yeah i feel like that's her yeah <laughs> <laughs> also the fact that they're doing a snowball fight in the cafeteria while trying to look human yeah yeah, well, the other humans were, were playing with the snow and stuff in the cafeteria. Yeah, but not well. Not no. like Emmett, who threw it into a wall and made the bricks crack. Yeah. <laughs> Emmett does not know his own strength, even after <laughs> wrestling bears for a century. <laughs> yes, and then uh, they go into biology, mm-hmm. and Edward decides, I'm going to talk to Bella. I'm just going to hold my breath the whole time. So yeah. let's see where that goes. Because he, he wants to know what she's thinking. Yeah. He's like, what's going on with this girl? I know I ignored her for two weeks and it did not turn out well before that. But let's just see what's going on. And he calls her Bella and she's like, hold up. Excuse me? And he's like, yeah, you called me Bella and not Isabella. And he's like, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> red light, red Made light. Made a mistake. But she's just like, okay, he calls me Bella. That's so nice of him. (laughs) And I was like rereading this part in Twilight just to see her thoughts. And she starts off being like, uh, this guy, blah, 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 blah. And he smiles at her and she's like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. And I'm like, if that's not the definition of like a giddy teenage girl. Uh, Yeah. Like, I don't know what is. Not trying to stereotype giddy teenage girls, but it's there. It's there. It's on paper. And also, like, the thought of Edward trying so hard to act human mm-hmm. to the point where, like, he still doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. I think he makes a bumbling mess out of being a human. Yes. It's like you're trying to, like, fidget a little, little bit like humans do. As a human, I fidget a lot. Mm-hmm. You're trying to, like, make it look like you're breathing, even though in this case he's trying not to breathe so he doesn't smell her sweet, sweet scent. And then they do the little whatever, the me- metaphase. What is that called? It's the... Mitosis. Yeah. yeah, y'all talk about that, and I never did that. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Well, we did it in um, our dual enrollment class. Well, were you in that? 
Mm-hmm. The Dolan roll. So I they did it. We did it. I thought we did it in like something in high school though. That wasn't dual enrollment. We did, but it wasn't like it. Like it was funny because as I was doing it for the dual enrollment class, which it was anatomy and physiology, we did it. It was with the whitefish blastula or whatever, and I was like, "This is," and I was having to do it with my lab partner, and I was like, "This is Twilight," <laughs> and like you know. Like being me, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> and this is also my lab partner was like my has been like one of my best friends since first grade, yeah. so she was just used to me being a dork anyway, so <laughs> she just went along with it, and so I just pretended she was Edward for a minute. So they did their little lab thing, and then <laughs> yeah, loving that scene too. That Bella, one of them, they switch it back and forth. Of who looks at the slide first, and Bella goes. Edward goes on one and Bella's like, may I? And she looks at it and she's like essentially thinking in her head, damn it, he was right. <laughs> and you could tell she wanted him to be wrong. And it's, of course. And can we just say, this is such a super easy thing. And they make it like it's not. <laughs> That's what happens whenever you write about stuff you don't really know. Or yeah. Remember. You're like, okay, let's just make this really complicated. And then people who know about it are like, Okay. <laughs> yeah, like this is, is this is easy. It it just it's really funny because like why would you expect him not to get it? I mean, all you got to do is like look at it on a diagram and mm-hmm. like you know. Yeah. Um, I guess just for people who haven't done it ever in their life, have I mean, no idea. I probably would not be able to do it right now, but <laughs> that's for other reasons though. <laughs> <laughs> so then they start talking and they get personal. And this is just always that scene where, like, if I was in it, I would be very uncomfortable. But these two people are like, okay, I guess we're talking about life right now. And it's just him asking her questions Mm -hmm. about why she moved to Forks. You don't like the cold, do you? And she's like, no. But (laughs) she's like, no, I don't. And him just trying to get a read on her, Mm -hmm. which is funny because it's called Open Book. Yeah. And Bella says... My mom always said, I'm an open book. And Edward's like, that's funny. That's hilarious. Because I can't read you at all. Because your mind is just a blank space. (laughs) (laughs) Your your mind is just not even static. It's just a blue screen. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing's happening. And that kind of just creates the beginning of their relationship. Yeah, it's really where his intrigue Mm -hmm. is actually blooming i guess is yeah. the best way to say it because he's uh, he, he's always been like a little bit like interested as far as like figuring out what to do with her mm-hmm. i guess why she doesn't fit into all of these norms like every mm-hmm. other human yeah. being but just talking to her for a little bit yeah. he's like even more curious now. and i'm sure if that conversation she was very much like what he believes other girls her age Mm -hmm. and the girls she hangs around are like if he thought she was anything like jessica while talking to her and Mm -hmm. she acted in such a way he wouldn't be as interested yeah and honestly i think if he could read her mind he wouldn't be interested at all and i mean like because think about it he hears angela all the time and she's amazing yeah and he's not interested Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's that's essentially the whole point. It's, like, it's yeah. the mystery that, yeah. you know, these kids are always into. They want to know more. Mm-hmm. It's about what you can't have. Which, I mean, in all know. fairness, like, you wouldn't want to be able to read your partner's oh, no. mind all the time. Because, like, 
it could you could have a lot of hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then at the end of the chapter, like you said, he goes into his car and just jams out a little bit, trying mm-hmm. to clear mm-hmm. out all of his thoughts and mm-hmm. all of the voices in his head. And I think trying to find like that just glimmer of some sort of humanity. Yeah, I feel just trying to have that moment but also be like i can't go there right now and he but keeps like listening to mike too yeah like and he's trying st- he's still like trying to follow her and yeah that's kind of what we see these upcoming chapters he's trying to follow her and try to figure out mm-hmm. like what's going on but he's like trying not to spy yeah. on her but he just he can't help it yeah no he's already in lyric yeah <laughs> Oddly Nerve. enough, it's it's just intrigue right now. I'm not going to call it love or anything because mm-hmm. that's too soon. But, but yeah. even as it happens, it's like way too soon. Like as far as yeah, <laughs> maybe obsession more so yeah, than I was love. About to say, he, ha- he has a very obsessive personality. Which I mean, I can't say anything. I'm the same way. Uh, yeah, I am too. Which is partially why I recognize it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's. His slight intrigue, he becomes so obsessed over, which is why he has to know everything about her. Mm-hmm. And then the whole not being able to read her mind just adds to that. Yeah. And then that just wraps us into this one nice ball of mystery. Like, I got to figure this out. Yeah. And I think, like, after a hundred years of just monotonous living, having that mystery is kind of cool. Like, yeah. You're like, okay, it's something new. This girl who's unlike any other girl because I can't read her mind. Mm-hmm. And she smells so good. Yeah. Let me know more. And so that's kind of where chapter two wraps up. It's a lot happens, but also not a lot happens. Mm-hmm. And you see this, I feel like throughout this whole book, especially because you already know the story. Yeah. And you're just seeing it from his perspective. And his a thoughts. lot of it, and another reason of why that is, is I feel like a lot of it is dialogue. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's like. Is a very dialogue it's that, based book. and then it's the whole point of that chapter is to chip away pieces of what she's really like mm-hmm. to him. So, I mean, that's a whole lot of just what that chapter is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hence, open book. Yeah. Then we have chapter three, Risk. Is that the same as it is in Twilight? No. Chapter three in Twilight is titled Phenomenon, and that is the big car crash chapter. And I think most of the chapter, if I remember, I'll look in a minute, encompasses the car crash scene. Mm-hmm. Which is essentially true for Midnight Sun as well. Yeah. So we said Bella leaves school. Uh, Edward meets up with Carlisle, and Carlisle remembers Edward leaving. Edward admits it felt cowardly to run. Carlisle asks why he's staying now and edward doesn't know edward decides to leave again edward bitching about being the seventh wheel (laughs) he's thinking of talking to her car crash scene quote (laughs) not her (laughs) edward edward lies to her was the next one so edward runs to her saves her essentially a few times over while she's looking at him whatnot um and then he lies to her and tells her he was standing right next to her the whole time what was she talking about? Okay. And then EMTs come. Edward schmoozes the EMT so mm-hmm. he doesn't have to, you know, do that. He realizes Charlie may not be the village idiot that he's thought of in his head the whole time. At the hospital, Edward tells Carl talks to Carlisle and they hug, which was very big for Reba because she stops in the middle of reading and go, oh, they hug. And we were like, like what are you talking about? Okay. And then Edward tries to play cool. 
I don't think he succeeds, but Bella does. (laughs) Bella meets Carlisle. Edward gaslights Bella, then tries to memorize her face and say goodbye. So what I kind of got from this chapter was, first off, at the very beginning, the Edward and Carlisle dynamic and Mm -hmm. kind of just Carlisle calling out Edward a little bit. Yeah. In a way, a little bit about Edward's pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you called him a Gryffindor, and then I remembered the whole quote of the line, fell in love with the lamb, and I was like, oh, yeah, I lion. wasn't even thinking of that. What a sick, masochistic line. When at school, he wants to talk to her, mm-hmm. but like, why does he want to talk to her so bad if he knows he needs to stay away? It's that want. It's the want to know more. He wants to solve the mystery. And also forbidden fruit thing. Yeah. Like yes. you, we, there's an apple on the cover for a reason, y'all. Don't question <laughs> you, it. Yeah. You want what you can't have and yes. it's just It's also funny how smitten Edward is towards the beginning of the chapter, like right after the whole Carlisle thing, because of how he like stands there and stares at her like after she parks her vehicle and watches her uh-huh. interactions. Weirdo. And laughs at yeah. her because of what she's doing. I was like, Really? Is that whenever she's like Okay. And Another step. Yeah. Hold on to my truck. I don't want to fall. <laughs> Another. That's going to be me all next week. Yep. But, um, and then you mentioned, I don't remember when this happens in the chapter, but the whole seventh wheel thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, this guy is kind of stuck around couples all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> you do feel a little bit bad for him and kind of want him to get, like, married off, you know? Yeah. He's, he's the last son. We need to marry him off. Yeah. And but. I mean, like, he's pouting and, you know, all sad because, yeah. I mean, he sees, and they're, like, all perfectly matched. Like, yes. they're all totally in love. And he's yes. just like, I'm this brooding old man with no one. <laughs> Except for my piano. And all the women that are interested in me. No, not my type. Not my type. I just don't think he likes blondes, if we're being honest. Yeah, can be a thing. And then, of course, we have the car crash. And what I gotta say initially about the car crash is that Tyler's dumbass can't drive. No. (laughs) Tyler is a blubbering idiot of this whole series. He is the most... If he got killed off and... No, and... in any other vampire series, this guy would have died. Yeah. Like, first book, he, he would have been killed off. Stephanie Meyer doesn't kill anyone. So. <laughs> he stays and just is stays. a waste of space. Yes. Why do we remember his name? Because he hit Bella with his car. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Edward just has this instinct, save the girl. Yeah. You know, save the girl, save he, the world. Before, save he the even, girl. before he even thinks about it, he sa- he screams not, or not in, not screams, but he thinks in his own head, which is like pretty much the only time we actually get his inner dialogue yes. is not her. Yeah. And, you know, it's the, it's the intrigue in her. It's the conversations with her. It's the fact that like he can't have her. He knows he can't have her, but also. So to him, she is his. Like yeah. His little. Yeah. But I feel like if this car crash wouldn't have happened, it might, this things might have changed. Yeah. Like, I well, think, like, he might could have left, whereas. He wouldn't feel so afraid of losing her and feel the need to protect her in that sense, mm-hmm. I don't think. And he could have left, but because of how things happened, mm-hmm. he didn't feel. Yeah. It's an important moment. This is the inciting incident. Incident. Mm -hmm. Inciting incident. I can't say that word right now. Clearly, when he saves her and he, you know, smashes the other Tyler's car or whatever, Mm -hmm. Bella sees it. Yeah. She's aware. 
And even though your adrenaline is high during those moments, you notice those things. Like, mm-hmm. you remember each thing. It is slow motion in those moments. Yeah. And she's like, whoa, um, that that wasn't human. Are mm-hmm. you, what just happened? And then, of course, you know, like, it progresses and everything. And then we get to the Edward being gaslighty part. Mm-hmm. And I was like, while reading this, I was like, it's very manipulative how he approaches this. I understand why he does. Yeah. That's why we have his perspective. I understand why he's doing it this way. He's trying to protect himself and his family and also Bella in a way. Mm-hmm. But when doing that, the way that he does it, the way that he approaches it is very, you know, gaslighting. Yeah. You know? And I made sure I looked up gaslighting and it's, you know, saying things in a certain way, making the other person think that they're at fault, that they are insane. Yeah. And that's what he's doing. He's mm-hmm. like, you're just seeing things that didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but it did. No, it didn't. Mm-hmm. It did. And, you know, we have Carlisle come to the rescue because he's always there to come to the rescue. Um, gotta love Mr. Mr. Car- Carlisle. Yeah. And a he's lo- doctor, yes. not Mr. Dr. Carla. I'm sorry, <laughs> sir. I don't know where you got certified to be a doctor, but here we are. I think sometimes you get grandfathered into those things when they... Like way back in the early 1900s. Yeah. During, you know, he's running around with some very <laughs> unsafe information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. He's like, oh, I guess we're going to cure this with leeches today. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then. Which I mean, I guess. Um, and c- kind of just because we got time to kind of hit, like, Carlisle and Edward's relationship and why Carlisle decided that Edward was worth saving. Mm-hmm. And, like, what are your thoughts about, like, why he chose Edward out of all the dying people? Well, it says, and I can't remember where because, you know, this has been 10 plus years in the making, so there's so many things out Mm -hmm. there carlisle was a doctor during the spanish influenza and edward's mother Mm -hmm. actually begged him to do anything he could to save her son i think her husband had died she was near death and that was her last wish was that he save her son and i I think something hit carlisle Mm -hmm. and so he decided you know this i'm all alone Edward's all alone. Maybe it's time I make a companion, which if this was an Anne Rice novel, they would have been lovers, but that's <laughs> beside the point. Okay. <laughs> um, and a line that I kind of noted in this chapter towards the end was, you know, when Edward's going really cold towards Bella and he's being gaslighting mm-hmm. and he says, I will be the villain. Mm-hmm. That line kind of stuck with me. And I think it'd be really intriguing if he was a villain, which, Mm -hmm. of course, he's not. He just thinks he is. So, like, him being the bad guy, you know, I'm a bad guy. Him being like that is literally, like, in his head. It's its own doing because he sees her as fragile little human. Uh And he's the the only one right now who can hurt her. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I thought that was an interesting line. I like that line. Yeah. Well, he obviously has always had issues with being a vampire and not having mm-hmm. life and not, you know, I guess the word would be organic, not having an organic life. I think he's, even though he would die to admit it, he's very similar to Rosalie in that mm-hmm. situation. I don't think either one of them really wanted what 
happened to them, which I mean, I'm sure Edward's very grateful for Carlisle and understands why, but I feel like deep down, he didn't want that. He he wanted to die in a soldier's glory. And so... Either way, if he'd have died of the Spanish flu or becoming a vampire, he wouldn't have been happy Mm -hmm. because he didn't fulfill what he wanted to fulfill and show his bravery. Yeah. Thinking about later on in the series when Bella wants to be a vampire and everything and how against it he is. Mm -hmm. And like him and Rosalie are kind of the same in the way of like being human is such like a... Coveted Yes. It's very coveted and it's something that you should place value on Mm -hmm. you shouldn't crave to be this creature this person who is forced to live forever under these circumstances like you should want a life for yourself and maybe it's because that's what he wanted and what didn't get to have Mm -hmm. well yeah it's interesting and just him seeing himself that way it's kind of sad but we know it turns out for him so he'll be okay yeah (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he gets it gets it pretty well in the end. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. He only tries to kill himself a couple of times. It's fine. Um, <laughs> another really important line, a little snippet of dialogue, was Bella's whole, why did you even bother to save me if you're going to act this way? Yeah. Like, why bother? And he's like, I don't know. And imagine how that sticks with you. Mm-hmm. You're like, this person thought I was worth saving, and then they treat me so horribly and tell me that I'm a liar and that I'm making things up and seeing things that I'm going crazy. Yeah. And then I'm questioning everything myself. And I ask, you know, why did you even bother stepping there? And they're like, I don't know. I think it goes back to, and I find it hilarious that Edward lacks so much empathy Mm -hmm. and you would feel like as a mind reader, he would have way more empathy for Mm -hmm. people. So he doesn't realize how he's treated her has made her think, well, he must regret what he's done, which I guess I'm getting off into a... Well, the thing is, is I think he subconsciously, there's a different answer he was supposed to give and subconsciously... Oh, yeah. He just gave that on purpose to make mm-hmm. her hate him more. Yeah. All yeah. of this was very intentional. Because he, mm-hmm. he knows why he saved her. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's two reasons why he saved her. One, because he actually wanted to. Mm-hmm. And two, because if her blood spilled all over the place, yes. then it would be no go yes. for them anymore. But he's like, I can't tell her either of those things. I'll just make her hate me. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to go. And I mean, he hates himself. Yeah. So Ooh. why not make her hate him yeah. too? See him as the monster that he believes he is. Mm-hmm. So that's my thoughts on this chapter. Are you able to get anything to add? I think one of the main things that really I think was pointed out to me after, you know, reading all three of these chapters just today is that <laughs> like goes back to Peyton actually really hating the movie and then this illustrating to me again how much book Bella is better. Yes. How, how much emotion even she shows to Edward. Like this isn't isn't even her perspective. Just mm-hmm. how much emotion she shows him mm-hmm. that she doesn't realize that she's doing. I mean, yeah. I could definitely do a dramatic reading of this scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and see that's why that's another like the reason I hate this like Edward and Bella were so terrible is because Kristen Stewart has and I'm sorry if anybody from the PR but I'm just gonna say it she sucks too and they need (laughs) 
And I need emotion. Okay. I liked her in her latest movie, Happiest Season, the Christmas movie. I haven't I was seen like, it. who is this girl? I haven't seen <laughs> because it. Because it was enjoyable. Yeah. And her and Aubrey Plaza having a scene together is bizarre. <laughs> I could see that. And she, I could probably enjoy that. But her as Bella. lesbians in that part. So they but weren't together, but. Her as Bella just was so it's upsetting. Beca- yeah, because she, she does facial expressions but they're so minute that Mm -hmm. you can't tell them yeah and then there are some scenes that she actually does show some emotion like bella does in the books Mm -hmm. like some big emotion but there's not very much of that for her to grab onto to do so like there's not a lot of expression going on i think they really wanted to play up her shyness yeah Uh, yeah. which which bella is shy in the book but she's not as shy as she's portrayed in the movies Mm -mm. shy girls wouldn't do some of this she does no i mean i i'm kind of similar to the her mm-hmm. as in i'm shy but i'll still go i'll still talk to someone who's standing next to me that have no yeah, idea who they are <laughs> and not look like and not just <laughs> yeah yeah like no wonder edward thinks she's not all there yeah <laughs> she's, she's acted like this oh my god i finally get to talk about it and i'm so sorry for the noise that just went up because I got excited. We finally get to talk about the fact that Edward, because I've been telling them this for a while now, Edward thought Charlie Swan was running this town as chief of police and did not have the brain function to form coherent sentences. Why? (laughs) Why was he not A, concerned be just trying to help out maybe like well they're vampires they know if anything really bad happens they're gonna help out we see that later on that like even minor human things they do get involved yeah like the stuff that poor angela's men and everything and carlo mm-hmm. and edward going after them but I find it amazing that this is like, okay, you, I mean, I know it's Forks and I'm sure there's not much bad stuff that goes on. But wouldn't you at least want a chief of police <laughs> that <laughs> could think for himself? Like, I don't know. Like, he's genuinely shocked that Charlie Swan can speak in full sentences. In his yeah. thoughts. <laughs> yeah. He, he's shocked because of his mind, because his mind was so quiet, which I mean, we know it plays into genetics, or I'm sure with Bella, like he figures that out. But the fact of the matter is, he let <laughs> this man. Well, what was the crime rate in Forks? Like, maybe he had nothing to worry about. I'm sure there's crime. At least petty crime, anyway. At least petty crime. They're taking care There's of some it. Drug charges. You can I mean, you can be mute, mute and dumb and like still run a police station. He's fine. He's fine. How much does he actually do as chief of the police? I some mean, paperwork. You have to do a good but good bit, I think. <laughs> um, Depends on how many other officers. I there mean, are. besides <laughs> the fact that after Bella shows up, he does have to do a ton more <laughs> like boys that's man rude. the crime rate really went up since my daughter moved into town I'm not sure what happened there <laughs> is there a correlation <laughs> Bella, what where do you go later <laughs> stay in my bedroom why is your door locked <laughs> just is <laughs> why is it my shy sweet home-bodied 
teenage daughter. Teenage daughter that is basically this my stay-at-home daughter, just that cooks and cleans and does the laundry. Ever since she's shown up, <laughs> my I didn't town. Even has, know she had friends. Like, what is happening? My town has gone to chaos. And let's talk about Bella's friends. Where are they? What did she do before? She doesn't care. Did she have friends while she was in Phoenix? Oh, in Phoenix, I mean, probably like more acquaintances. Like, but why wouldn't you? I, I'm sorry. We've been buddies. All of us have been friends since elementary school, and I just can't buy the fact that you just okay. diss people in high school. Here's the thing: there are people out there that are good at keeping friends. There are people out there who are good at making friends. Mm-hmm. There are some people who are good at both. Mm-hmm. But I think Bella is good at making friends. My Good at making friends, I mean, they approach her and she says a couple of words back. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, she's cool. And I don't think she gives them that much of the time of the day because she's so caught up in her own world stuff. Yeah, And even her own stuff being, I'm going to go home and read. Yeah, I just feel like that's a very sad way to live because you don't form bonds. And I mean, like, of course, she does say that her mom's her best friend and everything, which my mom was my best friend, too. But I still don't think I still have bonds with other people where they were my best friends, too. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel her in a way like I I mean, all of us are great friends, but I have I have friends, but it's a very small group of friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it only sticks to certain people because I can be acquaintances with a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm the same way, but I still like it's a lonely existence if you don't have people you're bonded with, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the whole like found family, found friends uh, trope in books that I feel like Twilight Mm -hmm. does embody a little bit. Mm -hmm. Her becoming like family with the Cullens through Edward, her becoming friends with Alice. And also when you're writing a book, you don't need to be thinking about all these different relationships. This protagonist has i just feel like it's a choice i just feel like it's sad but yeah i just feel like you would miss them or that would be an issue Mm -hmm. that a teenage girl would have would Mm -hmm. be missing her friends like and i mean especially in your senior at the end like uh, she's a junior at, at the end of your junior year of high school like at that point you've probably grown up with these people at least for yeah. a little while and i mean like i know not every place is like our location where you're with the same people mm-hmm. from kindergarten all the way to high, like to the end of high school but you still form bonds with yeah. people and i feel like you would still be like oh i miss that girl from you i know. feel like she's very much a christmas card wedding invitation kind of friend to yeah. a lot of people back home well, like i've known people who ha- are, can make friends with just about anybody mm-hmm. but i don't like me becoming friends with them i'm thinking about one person in particular i rarely ever hear about their old friends yeah because they don't have that bond that relationship that i might have with friends yeah because i mean people have different dynamics too yeah. Well, I think this also go back goes back to her being an only child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her parents are divorced, mm-hmm. and she spent a lot of time essentially raising herself because her mom was her best friend, and mm-hmm. her mom's, I guess, in a way, kind of ditzy. Yeah, and she had to be the caretaker role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it somewhat goes back to that. Yeah. That she might have friends, but she didn't make a close mm-hmm. enough bond, especially because Phoenix is probably like huge. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. even if she grew up in a smaller portion of Phoenix, that the 
people around can change pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. So I think like she could miss some people, but not strongly enough to be like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. I want to talk to so and so, or I want to form these new bonds and talk to this yeah. person, or. And also, you think about how you find friends, like yeah. if you're in a club, a sport, whatever. And she doesn't seem like the kind of girl who does any of those things, or like you talk about what you want to do in the future, and she doesn't really concern herself with the future much. Not and at so this point. Maybe anyway. she hasn't built built those bonds with people back home because she had no concept of who she was. Yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much of Bella's internalized struggle with making friends is fleshed out within these books. I was gonna say that she kind of does. She ends up with some friends. Like she isn't super best friends with like any of the like main people that hangs out with her. Yeah. But she's still kind of close to Angela, and she ends up being kind of close to Jessica. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't really count any of the guys as her friends though. But I still think about those friendships, and it was still very self-involved. Yeah. So maybe and she's just not a good friend. Maybe that's true too. That might be Bella's problem. I mean, it happens. Whatever. I I don't care. I got no qualms with that. She's she's fict- fictional. She's the Mary Sue that we all know. Mm-hmm. Real quick, I do want to touch on the Mary Sue-ness, the infamous Mary Sue-ness of Miss Bella Swan and the issues so many people have with her character over the years. And I do not disagree with those qualms, those issues. Um, I do see some of them as like dramatic. Uh, one of the most dramatic issues people have with Bella Swan is that a girl falls all the time. No one can be that clumsy. I disagree. Yeah. As a clumsy person, I thoroughly disagree. If there's a patch of ice, I'm going to be tiptoeing. I'm going to be, you know, dodging. I'm probably going to be falling though. Yeah. And also it just shows how fragile she is, which is why it's in there. Yeah, they do say it's like a quirky character type, Mm -hmm. and it is a trope, I will say. But I'm also a very clumsy human being, and although I've gotten better over the years, especially in my high school days, I mean, I would would and I have tripped over my own two feet. I have fallen down a hill. I fell, no lie, I fell in the aisle at Ulta, like, flat on my face, (laughs) and... People like were trying to help me up. And <laughs> my mom, I'm good. <laughs> my mom and Katie, my cousin, just pretended like they didn't know me. Um, <laughs> which is the story of my life. Like everybody else is just like genuinely concerned, and they're just like, I don't know this person. And I'm just like, I'm fine. Yeah, Please I don't know who that is on the floor <laughs> right now. Please just get leave- up. <laughs> Please just leave me alone so I can get up. And I- so yeah, people have such an issue with Bella being clumsy. They have issues with how lovesick she is, which I blame a little bit on her being a teenager. And that's from a somewhat adult woman, a somewhat adult woman, um, kind of looking back on being a teenager. And while I don't find myself much like Bella at all in those ways, I I understand. Yeah. And I will say first loves are kind of always that way Mm -hmm. because it's new and you've never been there before and you're not constantly thinking that it's going to change. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, like even now at my age, I'm kind of like, okay, 
maybe this will work out, maybe it won't. But yeah. but when it's the first one, you're like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is it. This is going to last yeah. forever. And I'm sure if he's a vampire, it really feels like forever. Mm-hmm. That's why later on in New Moon, she is so like heartbroken and does not move for months. You know, she stays in the same <laughs> chair. In There's the same a possibility just staring out the window. I don't know when she uses the bathroom or anything or changes clothes. She just sits there for does months. Does she change clothes? I don't think so. I really want, I mean, I don't think that Stephanie Meyer needs to do like a whole series of these, but it would be pretty great if we got like just snippets of what Edward was doing like during certain parts. Like, I want to know what he was doing. be a do- lot of very moody. I, I know. Nothing fun. I know. But he goes to Rio at some point. That's yeah. fun. I'm sure he didn't have fun. He, you know? That's where he went when he was, uh, yeah, when he was running away from Bella. What was he doing in Rio? Why <laughs> Rio? Why Rio? And not only that, but. Find Christ, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, but let's talk about the fact that he's f-ing fluent in Spanish and goes to South America and goes to the one place. <laughs> Does he's like, I don't speak Spanish here. <laughs> no, ever. <laughs> God bless. But anyway, people have such an issue with Bella as a Mary Sue. While I agree with it, I think people need to calm down just a smidge. People, so many people just watch the movies now and don't crack open a book or Mm. this book. I don't care what other book you crack open, but don't crack open Twilight. And they're just like, oh, Bella Swan again. Yes, there are much better female characters out there. Yeah. But also, Bella is a character that so many young girls can identify with. Mm -hmm. I identified with her. Reba sure identified with her. (laughs) Yes. And that kind of takes me into a conversation that I have pondered lately. I watched a video on this. And that is the I'm not like other girls trope that Bella definitely falls under and that so many female protagonists fall under. Mm -hmm. And that's basically when you have these main female characters doing these things and acting these ways which make them seem not like other girls because they don't fit into this stereotype scene around her. Mm -hmm. So we are comparing Bella to like Rosalie and Jessica and maybe even Alice being Mm -hmm. her little bouncy quirky self Mm -hmm. and we're like Bella is nothing like this. So let's just put it to brass taxes right now. Okay. Rosalie and Jessica are the popular mean girls. Yes. Alice is manic pixie dream girl yes. all the way. Yep. And then Bella is the not like other girls. Yes. I think that's the only... I mean, those are the tropes, and yeah. it's just how it is. Yeah. Oh, Angela being the sweet, wholesome girl. Yeah. She's our female cinnamon bun. Yes. And naturally... I'm also shipping her and Emmett together. I was about to say that. <laughs> oh, my God. I, would, I, I don't want it to go there, because I love Rosalie, <laughs> but that'd be so fun. Yeah. Maybe Ben is Emmett-like. Probably not. I don't know who Ben is. I don't is. think he is. No. <laughs> I think he's sweet. But, um... Edward approves, at least. <laughs> but... The Edward stamp of approval. I mean, he's a mind reader so (laughs) so like my point is that young girls identify with Bella and the not like other girls thing because Mm -hmm. they at that age between ages like 12 and I would say like 20 Mm-hmm. You don't feel like you fit in with anyone. It no. doesn't matter who you are. You I don't, still feel like that. Yeah, you don't have a mold. Like you, when you're that age, you feel like there needs to be a mold mm-hmm. that you fit in, and you yes. never do. I mean, lately, it's I would say like within the past ten years, especially no, probably even longer than that. If you look at like '90s teen movies, you think of like 
She's all that. Yeah, she's yeah. all that. Or 10 Things I Hate About You. Like those kinds of movies where you have these female characters who are like a certain way mm-hmm. and they don't fit in. And those are the main girls who get the guy who mm-hmm. like everyone aspires to be. I'm always the one who's like, ooh, I like the. Not the mean girl necessarily, but like, you know. Like Katarina, though, is in a league of her own. Yes, but I, I'm someone, I like like an Elwood's protagonist, you mm-hmm. know. She she loves pink. She's like the other girls, but also like, she's great. Self. She can do it. Yeah, that's why I didn't include you on Bella being relatable because you uh, were. Yeah, we decided that. <laughs> I'm not Bella. You, you relate more to Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up admiring Angelica from Rugrats. Come on. <laughs> she's not kidding like her personality was that way at a very very young age (laughs) i remember being in fourth grade and being like is my friend my bully (laughs) did i bully you yes what did i do you were just like you and grace would just decide like once a month or so that y'all just didn't like me (laughs) i'm sorry because i felt that way people towards me (laughs) reva I'm sorry, y'all are gonna get the. <laughs> I was like, you have always been mean to me, which is also true. <laughs> I do it at all. We're all love, mean though. to each other. I, I say, I even now, love. I love to gossip. I love to talk, but like, well, I got no harsh feelings. T- well, I got harsh feelings towards some people, but you know, <laughs> yeah, we I'm know chill. That. I'm chill. I'm chill to everyone's face. I feel like no, I calm down. I feel like now that we're older, we just kind of roast each other like together, yeah. like because y'all know I'm not gonna say anything to y'all to hurt your to hurt you, <laughs> but I would never say anything behind your back either that I wouldn't just be like, oh yeah, yeah, I said that. <laughs> we just need to roast each other right now. Come on, <laughs> no, I can't say anything mean about either of you right now. <laughs> all right let's get into it he's like let me dig up all the deets yeah i just remember i don't remember why y'all were being mean but y'all were being mean and certain female that i'll name after we get done with this who i love she was like they're being mean to you and you need to be mean back and she was like you just need to walk past them and like hit them with your shoulder and i was like okay <laughs> And I didn't wind up doing it. I want to know who it is in a minute. But yes, not like other girls, Miss Bella Swan, that's her Mary Sue-ness. You know, it kind of just all goes hand in hand. And I feel like we've grown a lot in female protagonists since then. I do kind of look at a progression of female protagonists I've personally read from like, um, I read a Bella to a Hermione to a Katniss to a... Clary to uh, whatever her name is in Throne of Glass because she has like 10 names. And there's clearly some progression in a way. Uh, Clary falls into more of a Bella form, I think. And also like all characters are different. I think that's something to note. And there's a Uh reason authors write them in a certain way. Yeah, and I don't think we should fault them for that. No, and I feel like mo- usually when they're your protagonist, they're gonna be a reflection on you. Yes, no matter how like how different they are to you. Mm-hmm. I've I've written male characters and been like, this is me, yes. you know, okay. and we have nothing in common mm-hmm. other than yeah, I created them. So, any final thoughts on chapters two and three? Um, Open book and risk. Let me look back. 
I don't think there's anything. I just want to say the car crash or the the accident's probably one of my favorite scenes to read. Mm-hmm. I it's, like it too. I think I especially like it from Edward's point of view just because he's just like, oh, sh- she saw every single detail. Yeah. Oh, we don't say that word. Um, That's another thing. I have it on the Kindle because Amazon screwed me over and I was very upset because I pre-ordered it to have it the day it came out and it did not come to me the day it came oh, out. Oh no, Corona times. Yeah. And I had to buy it on Kindle because, you know, I'm that... And uh, it said that the line... Oh, yeah. The line <laughs> where he's saying, like, in Bella's point of view, he just says... But to him, he said a word I would never usually say in front of the presence of a lady slipped out. That had been highlighted in the, <laughs> on the Kindle version 863 Because we love a man. Yeah, that is explaining why he is cussing but doesn't actually say the word. <laughs> and I find it hilarious that that was how many people... It- it was a moment in time. It was yeah, the gentleman, Edward. Mm-hmm. What's a gentleman? And it's funny because I feel like even as a teenager, like me compared to Bella, I cussed all the time <laughs> and I was never like, even for a boy, I'd have been like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you know. But Bella and I are not the same because I'm definitely a lot less censored. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like Bella's the person who could and would curse, but she does it in her head. Yeah. A yes, lot. definitely. Where Are you saying that because that's you? That's yeah. partially. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's I also well. say it out loud a lot, as obvious of Exhibit A. I just did it. So, not like me. I've been cursing like a sailor since what was it? Middle school. <laughs> I curse in my own privacy or in front of people I'm comfortable with. So I think that wraps up this episode. Next episode, we will be discussing chapters four, visions, and chapter five, imitations, and then in the episode. After that, we will be discussing my favorite chapter of both books, at least so far. Mm-hmm. Definitely my fa- my favorite chapter of Twilight, and that is chapter six, blood type, and chapter seven, melody. Oh my gosh, blood type is. I my love favorite. blood type. I'm the movie so excited. disappointed me. I'm ready for it. But anyway, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.